Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. Secretary Raffensperger, thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, Jim. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, let's start here. Uh, Election schedule for May 19th, and that's the rescheduled presidential preference primary. In addition to all the state and local stuff, we have sheriff's races here, county commission races, school board, other places around the state, all that stuff, legislative races, congressional contests, all that on May 19th. Now, as we sit here this morning, uh, getting kind of down to the short rows in the month of March, uh, early voting would start, I think, the 27th of April, about a month from now. Any consideration at all, any conversations at all about the possibility of needing to delay or reschedule these elections? Or is that even something that's possible? Uh, right now with state law, that's not uh, something that uh, could be handled uh, without a change in state law. And so we're making full plans to move forward to uh, complete the presidential primary you know, in the May uh, 19th running, plus going back to three weeks, as you said. So early voting will start. Uh, last week in April, for three weeks, and then we'll have the May uh, 19th, uh, Tuesday, big day. And that'll be the presidential primary, and then obviously the general primaries for your, your sheriffs, county commissioners, state representatives, state senators, and all the other races that'll be in the typical partisan primary. Right, and so with that, this push for absentee voting, we'll talk about how that's going to work, something new going to be landing in your mailbox soon. But I want to circle back and talk specifically about the presidential preference primary for a moment. My understanding is this, and it occurred to me as this was becoming an issue here, okay, we're going to reschedule uh, the presidential preference primary. And I thought to myself, I said, well, wait a minute, we've been voting on this. We've, we've had, what, I think it was two weeks of early voting when you pull the plug and reschedule. And I thought to myself, I said, okay, what about those people who voted already? Ready, uh, could somebody maybe show up and possibly vote twice inadvertently or on purpose or otherwise? If I understand what you're saying correctly, y'all obviously had the same thought in the Secretary of State's office. Uh, you get to dig it around in these new voting machines that we're using, and you find out the machine anticipated something like this. Uh, we're very fortunate that new machines allow us to really suspend the election. So everyone that has voted in the presidential primary, those votes count and they've been secured and they've been isolated so if you have already voted in the presidential primary and then you show up in may your ballot will not have a presidential primary so no one gets to vote twice but also if you have not voted when you show in the presidential primary if you have not voted in the presidential primary when you show up in may then you'll have the presidential primary on your ballot and then all the other you know races that'll be on there the county commissioner the state representative state senators uh, county uh, sheriff, all those races that you'll get to see. Right. So no one gets to vote twice, but your vote does count. All right, let me add one more question to that and muddy the water even a little bit more here. And you know this firsthand because you were called to Athens to deal with this. We had the circumstance, our local board of elections, uh, their decision to, for a couple of days, uh, suspend the use of the machines and everybody who showed up a paper ballot. Now, let's assume for a moment I voted on one of those paper ballots. I voted for Bernie Sanders. Can I show up since I voted on a paper ballot? Can I show up on May 19th? and vote for Bernie Sanders on the machine and nobody's the wiser? No, uh, that has been, that's identified, whether you had voted on paper or you voted with the ballot marking device, uh, that's that's been secured. It's really, the ballot scanner really doesn't, uh, it doesn't care, it's a machine, so it doesn't care whether it was a ballot marking device or if it was hand-marked paper ballot. So yeah, you won't have people voting twice regardless of how they voted during 
the presidential primary up until we suspended it. Fair enough. Uh, again, uh, Secretary of State Brand Raffensperger. All right. Now, as I understand it, something going to be landing in my mailbox soon, an application for an absentee ballot. What's what's this going to be and what's this going to look like and what am I supposed to do with it? Well, because of COVID-19, we're taking the step to mail out to all active registered voters at 6.9 million Georgians. We will send out an absentee ballot request form. What they have to do is uh, a lot of the uh, circles, will, a lot of the items will be filled in, like your name and your voter registration number. But what you'll have to do with the voter is identify, do you want a Democrat ballot, do you want a Republican ballot, or do you want an independent ballot? Put an X, whichever one you want, and then you just close it up and mail it back. That is actually then going to be mailed back to your county election uh, office. And what they're going to do then is they're going to put it into our uh, electronic voting system, which is called ENET. But then after that, to take the burden off the counties, then the state is going to then, we have, we have a vendor that will then mail out the official ballots to all the voters. And that way, we're hoping that we'll get a big turnout. Typically, in the 2016 and 2018 rates, only 5% of the people voted absentee. But I think that people, particularly people over the age of 50, and anyone that has an underlying health condition may still be concerned about COVID-19. This gives them an opportunity, if they haven't ever really thought about voting absentee, this will give you an opportunity to participate in the process from the safety of your home. You know, what What a change. I'm, I'm old enough to remember, probably you are, when to vote absentee, you had to you had to explain, first of all, why you were voting absentee. Well, I can't show up on Election Day. By the way, we only had the one Election Day in those days, none of that early voting stuff. You had to show up and you had to explain why. Well, I'm going to be in France on Election Day, so I have to vote absentee. Now, we, we full circle, we're to the point now where you're, as we speak here this morning, mailing me applications for absentee voting. Well, and we're doing that for the sole reason that we have COVID-19 and we have a health emergency that's been uh, declared by Governor Kemp, and then also there's the federal emergency that President Trump has declared. And based on that, this is why we take this unprecedented step. We would not be doing this otherwise. Uh, this is actually a very expensive proposition, but we understand how important it is. We know how everyone's watching this, and everyone wants to be engaged in the election process. And so this is a way to remove any of that hesitation that people would have. And we still are going to have the three weeks of early voting in May. We don't know what the situation will be on the ground. And we'll also still have voting on the day of May 19th. But uh, obviously, this will relieve some of the pressure because we were already seeing in the presidential primary a lot of our poll workers starting to call in sick. They weren't sick or they just really weren't coming. They weren't showing up. They were concerned about their health. The average age of poll workers right now is 72 years old. So to your listeners, if you have never been a poll worker before and you are not in that high-risk age group or you don't have any underlying health condition, we really you know, strongly encourage you. This is a great way to give back to your community, to volunteer, to be a poll worker. Now, do say volunteer. We do pay you. Uh, you won't be able to retire on that. <laughs> but it's really about you know, really giving back to our community to making sure that the voting process stays, stays strong and robust. What kind of learning curve is there? I've never been a poll worker. I'm going to volunteer and be one. How long does it take to learn to be one? Well, we'll get you trained up, uh, you know, within two weeks. You know, you, know, you won't be probably as, as obviously as quick and fast as someone who's been doing this for 15 years. But, you know, you, you are an intelligent guy. You'll figure it out, and everyone does. And so we just really uh, would encourage you to do that. And, Tim, if you're doing that, uh, God bless you, because uh, – <laughs> You know, it's just 
we need more poll workers. And it's really when the community can come together. And that's the best of America, isn't it? Well, now, what do you say to those folks, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger? What do you say to those folks who say, you know what, I'd like to do this, but I'm still concerned about coronavirus, COVID-19. What, if any, kind of steps going to be taken to protect these folks? Well, we're uh, really working hard on, you know, know, sanitizing wipes, you know, sanitizing sprays, and, and really making sure that, you know, we keep the environment as clean as possible. And then also we're going to be spreading out our voters. And so when you think about that, that's another reason that if we can encourage the absentee ballot, you know, utilization, if you have fewer people. So the lines have to be spaced out to be five, six feet, you know, on center. Just imagine how long the lines could get with our normal numbers. And so we are uh, going to make sure that we don't crowd the actual area where the voting location happens so we can space people out. Uh, and, and so I, I totally appreciate people's concern. And if you feel like, you know, most of COVID-19 has moved through or a lot of it's moved through and you don't feel like you're in a high risk group, that's why, you know, you have to get to make that decision. And we understand that. Um, It's a free nation of free people and everyone has to make the decision. But we really could use you this year. All right, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, if I want to do this, I just want to get in touch with my county elections office. Yeah. Call or email your county election official. I know they'll be glad to hear from you. All right, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, stay well. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Tim. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.